morning. What's up? Good morning. What's up? Good morning. Mediocre morning. Woo! Yeah, morning. Good morning. Day. I'm drinking coffee as quickly as I can. I got these guys out of bed at the butt crack of dawn. I doubt they even got to sleep yet. I mean, t- typically, I would just doubt that you'd even gone to sleep yet. This is eight in the morning coming live to you from Central North America. <laughs> Central USA. What is our latitude longitude? Anybody know? Um, no, nobody cares. <clears throat> no one cares. <laughs> nobody cares. H- have a day, Patrick. Just have a day. I, I am having a day. I am having a day, y'all. Anyway, um, so what, what's been going on? You went to Costa Rica? Yeah, I did go to How Costa Rica. How was that? Um, it was... What's that called? Envision Fest? Yeah, I went to Envision Festival, and it was awesome. Um, we went scuba diving. Um, we stayed at a ranch on the side of a mountain called uh, Rancho de Andrew. And I think it was like a mango banana farm. Whoa. It was pretty cool. There was fresh bananas everywhere. Um, were that they good? Just, they were absolutely amazing. And, and what's funny is that I'm allergic to bananas in the U.S., that sounds awful if you're allergic to all those bananas. Go on, sorry. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like, here, I think I'm allergic to the pesticides that they use. And I've even tried eating organic bananas thinking that the pesticides they use are, if they, if they use any, that they're organic. Um, but for some reason, they still bother me and uh, cause me to have, like, a little of an allergic reaction. And I've I found that with other non-organic fruits as well, like strawberries and apples and things like that. So I'll have an allergic reaction to non-organic varieties of those things. I'm sorry. Because of the pesticides. But when we were down in Costa Rica, I ate a banana that was like legit, had just been ripened in the sun, fresh off the tree basically. So that was your first banana in how long? I mean, don't get me wrong here. I don't have like a deathly reaction when I eat a banana. It's just uncomfortable. My mouth itches and stuff like that. So I still totally eat bananas once in a while because I just... It's too delicious. I don't care. I'll suffer through, I'll suffer to enjoy the banana. (laughs) It's like, it's like when I eat like the, the spicy hot sauce at like the Maya restaurant that we went to the other day. Like I love. Yeah, you're a freak. I don't like to survive my food. But it's so, it's like, it's the (laughs) best tasting salsa. It's like this chipotle smoky mix and it's one bite and you're dead. I had three. Really? Is yeah. it that hot? So you died three times. Back to uh, Costa Rica, though. What was the coolest set that you saw? Who played the coolest set? Um, I, I saw... Who even played? I don't even know. Um, there, there was a pretty crazy lineup. It was like, uh, you know, Slink, Cozy, Sticky Buds, uh, So Down, Atia, um, Russ Liquid, and Re- Russ Liquid Test. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, we saw a lot of cool sets. It was really cool to see Evan, um, to see Slink play his yeah. set on one of the main stages, not the soul stage, but the other main stage, like the main electronic stage that had lots of pyro and stuff like that. So really, really were, cool fire. Were people stuff. digging it? Oh, yeah, and it was like heavily packed. I mean, I mean, the whole festival, Every I never went to one stage that didn't have a lot of people at it. Um, they did really well with the lineup and with the overlapping of things and... They did well with parting out the demographics, I guess, and like um, did really well in planning in that regard, not overlapping, you know, similar acts and things like that. So yeah, every set I went to was super full. Um, Slink did awesome. It was it was super fun to see him. All the homies. Um, Chloe did awesome. Obviously, I mean, when does she not? Um, 
yeah, it was really cool. There was art galleries by that stage as well. And then we um, we stayed at this this ranch that was on the side of a, the side of the mountain that like overlooked where the festival was that overlooked Playa Ovida. With and like giant bugs, but I saw the Snapchats. They looked beautiful. It was a locust, and it was large and in charge, but it <laughs> it um it just didn't really move. So I'm I'm not mad at it. You Do know? you think it was dead? No, it was definitely like sitting on the side of a pole, like right next to me. But like it was just chilling like a villain. So I'm like, what? Am, I'm not gonna squash you. I think you guys smoked too out. much weed around there, and then it just kind of like. Yeah. Uh, was it high? It's possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> possible. But yeah, that's amazing. Yo that's cool. Mota. You, guys, you look more tan. Thank you. Look you. T- you look Thank just, you. I'm just a little, tan I'm in a, general. I'm a little sun-kissed. Yes. Yeah. I love Oh, I need. I kind of want to get like an orange. That's cool. Pa- uh, soda. <laughs> Yeah, ooh, orange soda. Would oh be yeah, too. man, where did that? Orange that was soda. a random thought. Some kids. That reminds me Sun of that. Kiss. Wait, no. did they do orange soda or do they make oranges? Oh, whoa. Um, I just it's, got my mind blown. No, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't, know. I don't really it care. It can't be the same company, right? I don't know. Sunkissed soda and oranges. I mean, it would make sense if they were both in cahoots with each other because then you would just <laughs> be able to make both. You can make well, both. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Any, yeah. yeah. Anyway, side, that was a side thought. We uh, have very slow working uh, brain cells. At least I do. I don't know about these other two, but the uh, coffee <laughs> is so. not working, and this beer is also working and um, making me slower. And again, it is eight in the morning, everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so what else? What else is going on? Um, well, yeah. Also, when we were in Costa Rica, we went scuba diving, and that was really cool. Yeah, just um, you, shark. Oh, several sharks. Um, We initially, like, on our boat out there, we went to Cocos Island, and it's one of the most revered diving spots, like, apparently ever, like, next to Malpelo Island or the Galapagos. Like, literally, people say, like, there's there's reviews that I've read that have just said, like, after you leave the Galapagos, you're going to feel a lot like you did after Cocos Island, which is where we just actually were. So it's really some competitive diving in terms of just, like, the scenery, the visibility wasn't that good, um, but it was a really cool experience. Uh, the first dive that we did was just pretty lax, and we saw a couple sharks, and that was cool. Um, saw a couple uh, leopard rays, and th- and those are cool. They're pretty small. They're very circular, and I- I've yet to see a manta when I'm diving. But um, then we, the, our second dive, we dove um, El Bajo de Diablo, which means the bottom or the devil's bottom. <clears throat> so it's like notorious apparently for sharks, because and there's a lot of thermocline in that area, which is like a really freezing ass cold current that's like <clears throat> uh, flows at the very bottom basically. And it, what does it and bring it in? Is so strange. Like literally, you'll be, you'll just be, de- you'll be on your descent. And then all of a sudden, Freezing. the te- the water temperature changes about fifteen degrees to where you're. I mean, I was wearing a three millimeter wetsuit, and I froze my ass off all of a sudden. It was insane. But then the crazy thing is that you just like flip her up, swim like two feet above where you were, and you're totally warm again. Wow. So it's called yeah. A, a lot of people have heard of it, I'm sure, but yeah, it's called thermocline, and they only have it during certain parts of the year. Um, but it's these cold undercurrents that sharks are super attracted to. 
So um, because El Bajo de Diablo apparently gets a lot of thermocline, and especially at that time of year, it's a huge hangout for sharks because they love that cold water. Ah. So we saw a lot of white tip reef sharks, which are super chill <clears throat> sharks. Um, we'd heard that there that whale sharks and mantas occasionally hang out in that area, so we were really hoping to see one of those two things: whale sharks, sharks, whale sharks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> whale sharks are on and my bucket list. I just really want to see a whale <laughs> shark. That's like a that's like a new word I want to call somebody. That's just a shark, but whale like a shart. big shark. That's incredible. It's a happy accident. So, yeah, but they um, they apparently see quite a quantity of whale sharks and manta rays in that area normally. And we didn't get to see any, so it was a super bummer. Well, next regard. time. But, when yeah. you're with us and we're all scuba diving together. Yeah, yes, that will one day happen. Uh, food, what was the food like? Um, yeah, how was it? The food was awesome. You know, like... It's not Mexican food. Like, I guess maybe I'm naive in thinking that because it's part of Central America that they would eat, like, normal Latino, um, you know, tacos and things like that. But that's not really, like, a standard item in Costa Rica. Their national dish is, I don't remember what it's called, but it's just basically, like, I don't know. Plantains? well, they love plantains there. They have lots of, like, sweet plantains there for sure. Platanos. Mm. Um, but they have... Uh, their national dish is just rice and beans, mm. Mm. basically. And Not chipotle. Gallo, gallo pinto? <laughs> but no, yeah, so it's like this yeah. fresh... But gallo, it's all made. gallo pinto? Is that it? Uh, it's a breakfast dish made of rice and beans. There you go. Gallo pinto is their national dish. Fiber. Um, lots of fiber there. Yeah, arroz y frijoles, and um, it's actually delicious. Like, I was definitely like, rice and beans, come on. <laughs> but then I ordered it at, when we get went to get desayuno at this restaurant next to the scuba shop on the morning that we were diving, and um, it was the best rice and beans I've ever had. So, I mean, there's something to be said for... How they the, do that the down R&B. there? Because it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> got some good. They R&B. got some good R and B down, down there. there. Yeah, yeah, good R and B. <laughs> and you're you're speaking or a lot A&F. of a lot of new words in Spanish. You know, I've been trying to um, learn Spanish since having come back, because, well, I mean, just in general, <clears throat> obviously, I should have done this before I went, but I, I don't know. After coming back, I just feel like an inclination to at least work on that and work toward that in a, you know, in any degree. Um, because first of all, learning things makes your brain give out dopamine, which makes you happy and it makes you want to learn new things, which is cool. And then on top of that, um, I had this interaction with this little girl at the dive shop that we were at and it was the one interaction that I had that I couldn't really talk to her. You know, like every other situation that we found ourselves in down there, yeah, maybe we didn't speak Spanish and or maybe we only spoke, you know, a few words and trying to get the point across and just get the context to people. But there was always sort of ways out of that where, you know, if someone really was not understanding what we're saying, they have somebody that works there that speaks English. They would say, you know, un momento. And then go get them. Yeah. And then we could have a total normal conversation. But this little girl, I just like... You know, she would spout full sentences to me in Spanish that I really had no idea at all what she was saying, and I just felt 
awful. And I felt like legitimately sad that I couldn't communicate with her. I mean, all she wanted in the world was to talk to me and like for me to draw on this, this chalkboard with her and like probably something with your red hair and you're like, just like overall, I don't know. Yeah. I think she was very curious about us. Um, but it was just a bummer to me that I couldn't talk to her at all. And there was no way around that. There was no proxy for me to be able to like have a constructive conversation with her. And despite the fact that the interaction was like actually, you know, really cool Mm. in spite of the fact that we couldn't talk. Yeah. Like you still had um, to like, you still It was a very cool, it was a really cool interaction and it's probably what spurred me to think to myself, like I really need to learn this language a little bit, you know, at least, <clears throat> at least to, to a further degree than I know it now so that I can at least converse like minutely because that was just, not only did I feel like kind of embarrassed, but I just felt kind of sad, you know, like this girl wanted to, this like foreign you know, a person I never met in my life that beautiful, doesn't speak my language at little, all. Looks a curious. beautiful little girl, curious, wanted to talk to me. She might have wanted, wanted to, to give you like five jillion pesos or whatever they have. <laughs> she just wanted to talk to me, and, and I just couldn't talk. Yeah, yeah. To her, and I felt like an idiot. Made yeah. me feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Um, I mean, those are moments are like you know that's yeah. super sweet. So I like, gave her whatever. some stickers and some you know she whatever I had. Stickers. Yeah, I love it. Um. I just gave her any, anything I had on me because I felt like that was the only way that I could express like gratitude for her taking the time to talk to me mm. because all I could say is, you know, gracias, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, I don't know. It was a really cool experience that left me wanting to be able to interact more in that regard. And I'm stoked that I've been learning Spanish, trying to get better at it. You have. You've been speaking it all the time, and actually now I'm picking up Spanish. I'm catching the, the Spanish bug. Yeah. So is Pat. I think you're on Duolingo too right now, yeah? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Duolingo is a great app. Um, it tracks how many days in a row you do it. You and see it. your streak. And right now I have a streak of like 14 days of not doing it. <clears throat> so <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way. Um, I no, sh- I was like, ever, ever since I went to uh, Las Vegas, I stopped doing it. Why? That's super Latin-based down there. Las Vegas? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. There's a lot of people gambling. Yeah, I know, but it's like, anyway, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Large um, Latino I signed cult- up for Hungarian. <laughs> Did you sign up for Hungarian? Uh, yeah. I, I heard that didn't go well. I have zero days. I heard that from you. I currently have zero. Um, but one of these days, one of these days I will have one day and I'll I'll wait another 20 days. But no, um, that's amazing though. Um, it sounds like a wonderful trip. Like I said, I, I saw some Snapchats and. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I We heavily debated, you know, if we wanted to go to Envision or if we wanted to go to Outlook in Croatia. Um, but we read a few kind of interesting reviews about Outlook in terms of being a girl. Just that it was sort of threatening and that. There had been reports of assaults and like things like that, and that just didn't really feel leave us feeling like safe about doing that. So yeah. we just kind of decided to do Costa Rica instead, which was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm I can't speak like on an anecdotal level, obviously, about Outlook, so I don't really know. But we felt super safe in Costa Rica. Everyone there is just the people in general. They you know they say that the motto of Costa Rica is pura vida, pure you know, a pure life. And nice. do you know where that comes from? I don't know where that comes from necessarily, but, um, I mean, it's everywhere. It's on all their memorabilia. memorabilia. That's what people say when they're like, I'm going to Costa Rica. Oh, Pura Vida. Yeah. Like that's totally, I think, they, uh, I think that's also a brand of sparkling water from Aldi. <laughs> 
possible. But yeah. Um, I, I actually think, I think right. it is. I, I was gonna <laughs> it might I'm come gonna... from Costa Rica. I don't know. But yeah, no. Pura Vida is like their thing. And um, their thing there is kind of just that no one's in a hurry. And our, our um, assessment on that is that no one's in a hurry unless you're in a freaking car. Because people in a car there don't give a flying fart <laughs> about anybody around them. They are getting where they're going without your freaking permission. They don't care if they cut you off. There's no consideration. It's every man for themselves. It's a total melee. Sounds like a bunch of whale sharks or something like that. Yeah, everyone that is drives there are a bunch of whale sharks. They are like... Consideration and patience does not exist on the road there. But it's really interesting. I found these interesting, you know, not parallels that I draw necessarily, but I guess, you know, juxtapositions of, you know, in America, people are much more, it's much, there's a lot more laws obviously enforced in terms of like street traffic and things like that. Um, but like the rest of their lives, they're just not in a hurry to do anything, and I I mean that even on a on a on a level of customer service. That was really interesting. We went to a Walmart in really? San Jose, cool, which is El Capital, and um, Walmart was a super weird experience. Um, what was the weirdest thing they had there that you're just like, what? It wasn't even things that they had there. It was just like it was hard to find things I recognized. <laughs> At all, um, pretty much. Will you shut that off? Yeah, it's. Yep. Um, it was pretty hard to find anything I recognized at all, and when I did, it was different. Oh. Powerade tastes different. You know, Mexican Coke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coca Cola. Yeah. yeah. Coca Cola tastes different. Um, everything, pretty much everything. The chips, even the Doritos, taste different. Um, Did they have any cool flavors of Doritos? No, they don't have. They have less flavors than we have. <laughs> really? It was it was interesting. Yeah, lots of uh, Takis, uh, um, oh, yeah. and then their own brands of chips and drinks, and their own versions of Powerade and stuff. And one of our biggest obstacles was finding a SIM card <gasps> that we could pay for to have data while we were down there. And um, that was a whole cluster F. So you we weren't were just ignoring my text. Inside. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> inside Walmart. Oh, uh, no, I bet. I mean, yeah, I use the term Walmart loosely. We went in there to buy a GPS. My plan was to buy a GPS and return it like two days later. Yeah. Mm. Do they take returns down? They don't sell GPSs oh. because most G- because Costa Rica has no addresses. <laughs> there are oh, no really? ad- addresses in Costa Rica. Interesting. Like it will be like people people will tell you how to get somewhere via directions and landmarks. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you go down, like, three blocks and then take a left on Calle 3, and then it's across from the blue awning on the left side of the street. Like, that's how they'll describe where something is. There's not, like, there's no addresses. That reminds me of Iowa. It's like, hey, yeah, you just go uh, down past old uh, Bootenogger's farm and uh, you take a left oh. at the old, uh, the windmill. You know the old new windmill? <laughs> you know the old, not, not the, the new, new one. one. Not, not the new yeah, one. Totally. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. It's like that. And what was also interesting is that, um, like, Apple Maps does not function down there. They mm. have no... I heard the Apple Maps was crap anyway. It is, but just to say, like, they they have... It literally does not work down there when you have Wi-Fi or data. Like... On top of there being no addresses, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass, but nobody has mapped it out at all for Apple. Um, so the priority uh, like mapping, routing, 
app that everyone uses there is Waze, and you can you can buy a SIM card that's powered by this company called Clado, and they just look like <laughs> Costa Rica and Comcast to me. I just thought they do like TVs and landlines and cell phones, and then like temporary SIM cards. They have like and, a like, monopoly on that. Monopolized all of that. Right. I just thought of something though. What about an actual just regular map? Do they have those? Have you ever tried to navigate yourself in a foreign country with a map? Not a foreign country. Okay. But um, a non- but Iowa. But, but I, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I just, I uh, remember maps. It's quite a thing. I went, played but a lot yeah, of video Waze, games when I was younger. Waze had a monopoly yeah. on- A lot of maps in those. On Costa Rica navigation. Because <clears throat> they were the only app that worked well. And despite there never being addresses, <laughs> it was somehow able to lead us everywhere that we needed to go. Nice. So that was interesting. Good. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, it was I'm a really happy you cool made it experience. back safe and sound and not with any shark bites from you. Yeah. You know, whatever. I want to, I already, of course, want to do it again, but um, there's just so many things to go do. You know, now, now I want to go to Colombia. I want to go to Ecuador. I want to go to the Galapagos. I want to go to Thailand. I want to dive with whale sharks. Those are my goals, and that's what whale I want sharks. to do. Whale sharks. Yeah. I want to no, dive with their amazing. accidental shits, and I. Um, <laughs> And I just have the travel bug now, you know, so as much as, as an, of an awesome experience that it was, and it was really, really cool. And I'd recommend everybody do it at least once, but, uh, I obviously already want to go back, but there's so many cool things to see. So we'll see where, where my, you think this summer will, takes me next. The summer will get that travel bug out of you. Are we allowed to say anything? Not really. Uh, most things have not been announced yet, so we can't really go into it, but, um, I don't think that my, I think I will feel insatiable in terms of my travel bug in regards to where we're playing this summer because they're all national um, locations. We're doing uh, Sonic Bloom, which is at uh, Hummingbird Ranch, and that's Mm. in Colorado. We're doing um, a Rise Festival, which is in September, and that is in Loveland, Colorado. We're doing Psychedelic Sleepover, which is in New Hampshire, um, in, in Croydon, New Hampshire. Um, we're doing Cosmic Kingdom, which is in uh, Des Moines. Yeah. yeah. And um, we have a few other festivals here that we've not yet announced. Um, I'm also playing in Boulder on May 18th with Evanoff at the Fox Theater. Very nice. And um, I'll be... Don't you have some other stuff? Like yeah, I'll be supporting Close Z on June 9th in St. Louis. And um, Close Z. Is there anything? Didn't you have something in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, so me and Pat were going to go see Jamiroquai um, in, in San Francisco because I'd love the Bay Area. And they were playing like in a, you know, like Coachella, basically, San Francisco and like yeah. New York or something. Yeah, I think they just announced and New for York. For the first time in 10 years, they're coming over to the U.S. So... We bought tickets to go see them in San Francisco because I love the Bay Area, and I was thinking of all those places that they're playing. I obviously am not going to go to Coachella. Um, So I figured San Fran would be a a cool option there. So we bought our tickets, our plane tickets, and our Jamiroquai tickets the day they went on sale. Um, And then it just so happened our new management is so awesome. And also so are the Funk Hunters. Um, They linked us with, or they linked me with, uh, being able to be direct support on their San Francisco and their Seattle show out there. And then I also got booked for 420, um, the world's best holiday, um, in Montana. 
in Bozeman, where I am from. So that will be a crazy week. It will just be bopping around all over the place. We'll play, we'll play in, uh, at the Independent in San Francisco, and then we'll go see Jamiroquai. I forget what arena that's at. And then I'll go to Seattle, and I'll play Icon in Seattle, and then fly over to Bozeman and play the Zebra Cocktail Lounge in Bozeman and then fly back here. Have a good 420 weekend. I was going to go try to see Opio at Red Rocks. He's headlining for the first time. Oh, no way. I'm going to Red Rocks. Yeah, and the lineup is unbelievable. It's Opio, Sun Squabby, um, and Anomaly. Oh, really? Yeah, the the keyboardist from Grammatic. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, unbelievable. And um, they also added, uh, oh, Flaming Ghosts. Really? Yeah, so the lineup is just unbelievable. And I thought it was at Cervantes' Masterpiece, but it's not. It's at Red Rocks. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's on 421. I highly considered, I had already bought a plane ticket from Seattle to Denver to go do that. But then I got booked for 420 in Montana, and I'm just like, well, I guess, I mean, going 420 and then waking up the next day and flying to Denver to go to a show and then wake up the next day and fly home after I'd already been traveling all over the place, I probably know that I would be exhausted. And it's not. It's not, um, not, it's not, you know, a requirement. It's not a necessity. And I've seen Opio several times, and I can't get enough of him still, but I'll see him again another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's quite, and you can't even, like, say some of the stuff that we have up on the lineup, and that's yeah, already, no. like, what? Here, there, over there, and then over there, and then, like, yeah, on the Yeah, Cole other side has been there. just fantastic. Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, uh, Cole at Pivotal <laughs> Agency, which is our... We've not announced this formally, I guess, but we were signed to a pivotal agency who does uh, Closey and Symbionic and Defunk and AU5. And they work closely with Gravitas. They're a management company as well as an agency. And they have just been absolutely phenomenal. They really have. I feel good under their wing. I definitely do. You know, I mean, just seeing what they've been able to do with Chloe was Mm. just like... You know, without even them showing, well, they did some acts of good faith just to be like, hey, we care about you. You know, they were, they helped me get on some, some billings before we actually formally signed their roster. And like Cole was just like, hey, I'm, I'm just helping you out here just to show you that, you know, like, That's that right. I can do That's this, right. you know? Mm. And that was really cool of him, I thought. And they've, they've done nothing but continue to surprise me and be fantastic. So. Super, super fortunate to have them and super excited to be working with new management that already has examples of exactly where, you know, I would like to be at eventually. It's like we want to return the favor, like just keep making new music. and Yeah, and they're so cool about like Jesse Brady in in particular and Cole as well, of course, but um, they're very both cool about, um, you know, pushing women in this industry and really, really getting behind and supporting talented women which I think is really cool. They make a, like a priority out of it because they want to see more of a presence in that regard. Mm. And so they do a great job, like I said, with Chloe. And I think they've made a, her a great example of what is possible for women in this industry, um, despite, you know, all the... D- despite that is, is, it is a total boys' club. Um, totally. So I mean, I want to... They've s- done really well with that. And they're, they're really supportive of, you know, like Christina Soto as well, who's a very prolific uh, vocalist that has done... Vocals for I think uh, like above and beyond and tritonal and uh, a lot of gravitas vocals, but she's just a super talented vocalist and she's been around the block for sure. 
and they just are really good with supporting women. It's fantastic. Um, it inspires me to want to do well for them because I know that they are like pushing for something, you know, bigger than just me. Yeah, I mean, that I would like to really see happy. that. I would like to see that too. It's like um, I, uh, someone you know that's ju- bigger than like Skrillex or like a big name. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can see like I, Mel, Megan Hamilton's well, traveling I mean, you know, on to we've Jack. We've got Rez, we've got Whipped Cream, we've got Anna totally. Leno, we've got um, Maya Jane Coles, we've got Yai G, we've got a lot of women that are kicking ass. Alicia, Closey, you know, yep. they. But the fact that I can name them all is what the right. problem is. Yes, right. right. So, yes. Um, yeah. You, did you want to talk about that? Yeah. New EP? Yeah. So my new EP is um, going to be all women collaborations. So um, I'm not going to mention who I'm doing tracks with right now, but... Um, is it from the list that you mentioned? No, okay. I, I mentioned it to you guys, but yeah, no. I'm not trying to pop the bubble here, but... No, um, totally. I've been talking to several of the women that do, you know, that are doing really cool things in the scene right now, and they're super down for this idea. Um, to, to have a completely, uh-huh. a complete collaboration EP, essentially, that is all collaborated on by women... And with women MCs, vocalists, and instrumentalists solely. Um, and I think that will be a really cool project. And I, I really want to do it because I feel like it will inspire other women to feel like they can come forward and express their interest in this and not feel like it's such a boys club and and not feel so intimidated and, and maybe will, I don't know. You know, I hope that it will inspire people to, it will inspire women to, Feel like they are empowered and able to do whatever they want. Not so, not, it's not so intimidating. And join you know, us like just, on yeah, stage. Exactly. Please come join us. Yeah, it's not hard. Anybody can do it. Yes. I mean, if I could do it, if I could just be up on 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 a, a stage somewhere, then anybody can do it. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm a um, I'm very clumsy, and I. You uh, are quite a savant. <laughs> You're a saxophone savant. <laughs> what is that? Um, high functioning. Uh, no. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, that's idiot savant. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm one of those. <laughs> I didn't say that, but you did, so I'm gonna run with it. Idiot is that French? Idiot saxophone savant. Idiot? Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Saxophone savant. Saxophone savant. Alex and um, so yeah, so we got so we got the new EP. No, that's actually really amazing. Um, and you weren't you on like a radio something or other? Yeah, I was on. Like speaking um, of Costa Rica, and <laughs> I Spanish. was on KFII the other day here in Minneapolis for um, Latino Alt Rock Hour. What is KFII? KFII is a publicly sourced radio station that's out of Minneapolis, and um, I got on there because I remixed the Broad City remix. <laughs> And or I remixed the Broad City theme song. I remember okay, this. I I I had decided many moons ago that I wanted to remix this. So, so I um, I went and found. I thought it was just the theme song like created for the show, but went and found out that it is a actual song made by um, DJ Raff, and that it is called Latino and Proud. Mm. And I did not know that at all when I. You know, like decided. Hey, I want to remix this another, song. It's one of my favorite another shows. Another reason to 
learn Spanish. One of my also main reasons for wanting to, to do it was that I love that sample of, you know, four and three and two, two and, and one. one. And, and yeah. I just wanted to use that in a song. I thought that was really cool. So I, I remixed the Broad City song. And then I get called out by someone for being a cultural appropriator. Um, because this song is called Latino and Proud. So I was so like kind of questioning what he say? What this he accusation. Say like what, what? Well, what someone said was like, I didn't know you were Latino in a sarcastic oh, sort of way. Oh, yeah. And um, the thing about it is that I didn't sample the lyrical content of the song of the Latino part where they say, just the, just the I'll say it loud, part. I'm Latino and proud. You know, that's like the whole hook of the song. I didn't sample that at all. Yeah. I sampled the piano line that is prominent in the Broad City theme song, and I mm. sampled the four and three and two and one, one. Well, guess where that comes from? That comes from a felt song. Felt mm. is made up of slug, of atmosphere, and MERS. So MERS and slug make up felt. That sample, the four and three and two and one, one, came from felt, which is a... African-American man and an Irish and Native American man working together on a song sampled by a Chilean producer and then used entirely as the theme song for a television show produced by white Amy Poehler for a TV show about two Jewish women. So I was really lost here (laughs) as to how I was appropriating this. And so um, I, I put a Facebook status out just to ask people what they thought of it. I wanted to get so didn't, like, some opinions from You're POC like, in my peer group yeah, and know what they thought about it well, because I truly wanted to know if I was being inappropriate. Mindful of you, yeah. I want to be mindful of those things. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not out here to piss people off. I want to make music that makes people happy. And if it was pissing people off, I want to know that. I want to take it down. Um, we're not all perfect, so I... I don't consider myself unfallible. I wanted to ask, is this okay? The first person that responded was a person of color, and they immediately said that that was outlandish and ridiculous, that this person was upset about that. Um, nice. They got and, your back. Well, I mean, you, you know, I take it with a grain of salt because, yeah, you're my friend. And a lot of white people were commenting on my post being like, you're fine, whatever. And, I mean, like, I'm not discounting your opinion, but, like, you don't really matter in my like, from, from a bi- like standpoint, well, of from like for the opinion I'm looking for is not from you. I don't care about your white person opinion about if I offended people. You know, what? like <laughs> I don't care about that. I want to yeah. hear from people of color that are peers of mine or not peers of mine, whatever, to tell me if I was, you know, crossing the line by doing by doing that. Sure. And so, um, this this status kind of blew up and was people were commenting on it all day, and uh, eventually I got a message from. Pablo Miranda at uh, Latino Alt Rock Hour on KFAI asking if I, saying that he loved the remix and that he wanted me to come into the radio station and talk about identity politics in regards to music and um, to play the remix on the radio. And that was just sort of an ironic turn of events, you know, that um, initially I'm being grilled (laughs) about this from from I think a white person is the person who called me a cultural appropriator. Mm. Um, I, but I'm not going to claim to like look at someone and, and be able to know their ethnicity like immediately just cause they look white. You know, he could be Latino. Sure. I'm not yeah. really sure, but, um, regardless, I mean, yeah, he you called know, you out for the something. The Latino radio station hit me up and was like, 
So they have been using apparently Latino and Proud as their theme song for this Latino alt rock hour oh, really? for a long time. And the very beginning of the song, it says something like, for my Latinos, my blacks, and my gringos. <laughs> and it's just like the whole intro of the song is that they are all inclusive. Um, like literally the intro of the song is calling and calling out and saying that they like care about all races, Everybody, but they're Latino yeah. and proud. And so like that's kind of Latino alt rocks like message. And they called me their honorary Latino. They said I can play my remix when, when, wherever I want and that they loved it. <laughs> So yeah. um, they invited me tonight to come play at the Acadia Live for a half an hour. Um, wow. They were just really awesome about everything. And um, I don't want to say that it was validating, but it was it, it was nice to, to feel like I had been mindful of the situation and that it had been rewarding to be mindful of that. Mm. Yeah, that I think sense. that was like one of the best outcomes um, that kind of po- could have possibly happened. And you got to make other people aware of of, of cultural pro- uh, procreation. 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 Cultural procreation. It happens all over the world all the time. That's the yeah. second um, time I said that. I, I don't know why. I can't no, I mean, uh, cultural appropriation is such creation. an interesting thing. And I have seen so many different opinions about its you know, essence and whether or not it is applicable at all. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say that I think that if someone is completely profiting off of some sacred portion of a culture's identity, mm. that you're sort of in the wrong there. If you're mocking it in any degree, you know, um, Especially or that. taking something that's sacred to them and, and, um, appropriating that to yourself. Yeah. I think that's different. I don't think that Latino and proud by DJ Raph is the theme song for, you know, any Latino country. So I'm not taking something from them and monetizing it. I'm not getting money from that remix, you know, I don't think that's cultural appropriation. Right, it's but not like you're renaming sparkling water. Exactly, Pira Vida but you know, <clears throat> these oh. identity politics are just so interesting because there's this video that has gone viral recently about Bruno Mars. There's this group of people that just absolutely hate him and co- think he's a complete cultural appropriator um, because he he appropriates. R&B and funk and music that was originally created by African-American or African people. And he uses his racial ambiguity to further the development and the um, luc- lucrativity, lucrativeness of that, of that process. So, so he is like, he's like Cuban and Filipino. Right. Okay. Right. And so he uses his racial ambiguity to... This, this woman was accusing, accusing him of using yeah. his racial ambiguity, the fact that nobody knows what race he really is, and the fact that he looks like a, he's a person of color and that he could look black, yeah. and that he's using that to um, appropriate black music and make money off of that and pretend... He, essentially, she's saying that he's pretending to be black to get pe- black people to like him oh. and like his music and to use that as an excuse to, you know... Um, regurgitate music created initially by black people. Yeah, and that's ridiculous though. I mean, like, because it's, it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, it's like, I can't play and make money off of jazz music, which is like one of my favorite genres. You can't do it uh, anymore. I can't, no. nope, not anymore. No, it's, not, uh, well, you can right now if it becomes cool again and a lot of people but, start listening I mean, to it. Let's again, say I had like a little bit can. of a darker, you know, color of skin or something like that, or if I like had a little bit of a, uh, 
um, um, mix of some sort. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where is that? Where's that I line drawn? It's, it's like, it's a good I argument. I mean, it's an interesting argument. I think it's a little outlandish. Um, yeah, it's a little unnecessary. Mostly because um, he has made an effort to give credit when he wins Grammys and such to um, black. African American songwriters and originators of funk and R and B. He's made a serious effort to when he wins things for making you know Uptown Funk and and uh, Twenty Four Karat Gold album and all mm. that. He when he wins the Grammys for those things, he goes up and he thanks the African American originators of the genres that he um, has been inspired to make because he grew up li listening to that music. So that's where I kind of am like, okay, well, exactly. Where is this line drawn mm. now on the part of, does he use his racial ambiguity to push music to people that don't know what ethnicity he is? That's another question that could be a bit of man manipulation. I feel, like and that's, that's, uh, I feel like that's a stretch there though. Like how would you even do, like, so find that out? Like, so he's basically, he, he's using who he is to try to get success for music he makes and performs for people? Is that well, like a he, they thing? Do, they Is do that a, a problem? They don't ever talk about his um, ethnic background. They don't talk about no. if he's black or not. So they, so their point is that they think that he plays off being black to appeal to black people. But, so like, are they saying he should, he should come out and say <sighs> that, hey, look, I'm not black, but I'm going to play this music anyway? How do you like me now? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, think that's. I think no. that's a really unnecessary thing to even point I, out. I like, agree who with gives you a that shit? it is who all kind of a, a little Seriously. outlandish yeah. to me, but I see. I know what they're saying. I, I, get, I get what they're saying. I know what they're saying. And it, yeah, I guess it's a very gray area. Yeah, I think the whole thing is a very gray area. Yeah. But there are some parts about identity politics that are just absolutely ridiculous. And one thing that I read the other day that really disturbed me when I was reading, I was reading some articles on identity politics just to kind of prep so that I wouldn't sound like an <laughs> idiot when I went in to talk on the radio um, and then ended up not really talking about it at all. But uh, it, it was really interesting to me. I found this article um, about how identity politics has been a tool that is not used that is, you know, you know, addressed by the left, but has been used manipulatively by the right for a long time. Mm. And um, there was this direct quote from Steve Bannon, who has since been fired, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I can't keep track. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> how many cabinet? How many cabinet members does it take? How many fired cab cabinet members does it take to impeach a president? We don't know. We don't know. Um, the world may never know. Yeah, the world may never know. Um, <laughs> but we'll just keep licking our tootsie pops and wondering. Um, but Bernie. no, Steve Bannon made this quote, and this blew my mind. He made a quote that said, "He made a quote that said that's redundant." <laughs> he quoted that. He loves identity politics because as long as he can keep the left talking about racism, that's exactly where he wants them to be. That's because ridiculous. Because then they can, he legit said he wants identity politics to be and constantly continue to be a thing because it distracts the left from the decisions that the White House makes and that they are able to pass things under the radar, essentially, because everyone is so obsessed with racism. You hear that, people? So look and see what else is out there. Don't get caught up in that well, media. Well, there's, there's a quick catch-22 there, because, yes, we should be concerned with racism. There's prevalent racism. There's police brutality. We live in Minneapolis, Philando Castile. Like, obviously, this hits home, literally. But And so we can't ignore racism. We can't no, go, oh, because not. they want us to be in, obsessed with this, we shouldn't be. Uh, yeah. But at the same time... 
I don't think they're mutually exclusive things. We can do we both. We can be aware of what's going on and also battle racism, I think. Yes. But it just is, you know, it, speaking like like in terms of, you know, um, social politics and all of that, you know, he na- he nailed it on the head. As long as he can keep us concerned with things that, with with keep us arguing as long as he can keep us arguing they can do whatever they want behind our backs while we're mm. not paying attention and he made a straight up quote that said that that blew my mind yeah wow yeah i mean that's that's pretty nuts i mean it's obvious i mean but to just hear someone say it out loud and be like yeah we love it that these these idiot left people leftists are arguing about race and stuff and while our police are out there brutally murdering people of color we're going to pass things that nobody notices. You know, mm. he exclusively pretty much said that. So interesting. Just really keep your weird. eyes open. Keep your eyes, ears, you know, take things with a grain of salt, maybe question a couple things and also question everything. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, question it's, everything. Um, question yourself. Yes. Question everything. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting like around 45 minutes right now. Yeah, sorry. We should I wrap feel like this I've up. talked this entire time. No, those were the points that we were running to. Anything else that we wanted um, to bring up that you guys want to bring up? Or did you yeah, want we to... plugged all the shows already that we're playing. Yeah. Uh, we plugged the EP that we're going to be dropping soon or that I'm going to be dropping soon. Um, um, we've got a, a few exciting announcements coming up soon in terms of shows that we'll be playing this summer and we'll be hitting some mm. new markets, which is really exciting yeah. for us. Um, and again, shout out to Pivotal for making that happen. We definitely wouldn't be doing it without them. Um, and yeah, we'll have this new EP out this summer and probably an, another Bermuda's EP as well. It's just tangential from that. Yeah. So um, lots going on. Sorry, we were gone for so long. I was in Costa Rica. And, and tour and all this and that. Yeah, yeah. We were it's been all, busy. It's been a crazy couple it's months in a good way. Yeah, it's it was good. It's good to be busy. <laughs> and Has we any, love you guys. We miss you guys. Have any famous people died yet? Um, probably. Uh, I didn't die yet, no. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen Yeah, somebody any. just died recently. Oh, well, I, I don't know. someone dies like every 10 seconds. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Not to be morbid here. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, someone probably died sometime. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if that was so sorry, last year if was just the them. year of like everyone ever dying. Yeah, everyone yeah. ever that mattered. Well, but now they're all dead, so we've got to have more people that matter, right? That's that, true. That, I, that, that makes sense. There. Um, so the, I could be dying. Uh, it's, it's, it's like kind of a twenty-seven <laughs> club, like oh. the two at the front, you. zero 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 one seven two thousand seventeen. Oh yeah. <gasps> oh, conspiracy, conspiracy. 2017 is actually oh, the 27, yeah. and that's why actually hey. people are famous are dying because they're part of the oh, 27 hey, club and the Illuminati. Chill out, and Jim Carrey. Okay, let's uh, let's announce <laughs> our, our guest, our, pot, our interview guest. Oh here. Yes. yeah. So um, I met this weirdo me. so long ago. <laughs> I think it's probably been like four years now since I met this guy. Um, you know, I really try to trace. Oh, here's how we met. Uh, Cause in Uptown used to be a thing, and it was fantastic. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, you can give a silent, a moment of silence for Cause. Yeah. Um, it was this awesome venue, and at the time was the only venue in Uptown. And I went on a Sunday fun day one day, <laughs> and um, it was Liddy Committee at. At cause, and in fact, in fact, sometimes the bartenders would get too drunk, and they would just be like, "All right, we're closing. Let's all go to the CC Club." I mean, I used to have videos of people dancing on the bar at like 11 a.m. It was wild and out. I wish you were there to witness the litness. They're they're closed. Um, But 
anyway, one day I went there and I was with my friend E-Rock and he met a guy outside who was smoking a cigarette and then he came back in and asked me, hey, I made friends with this guy and we were planning to leave soon. He's like, do you care if he comes over and parties with us? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Turns out it's Mike Ryersey. No That's way. how I met him in the very first place. And then um, we got along pretty quickly and easily and um, it just turned out that a couple months later I was like two months um, between my next lease for my new apartment. And he was living at his sister's house. So um, I asked him if I could live with him for two months. So I did. And while we were there, we made like six or seven house songs. And those were our first signings ever to any label, which was an exciting time for us. Um, It was just sort of like, it's really hard to find like symbiotic production, you know, whatever, vocalists, just a relationship where you you can be on the same page and make music that you're on the same page about. It's hard to find people like that and to find people that are motivated and that have like the same workflow as you and like et cetera, et cetera. We were just kind of like two peas in a pod. So we made a lot of material in a really short time. And um, we put out Haunting Me on Vu Records out of Shanghai and Paris. And that was our first signing ever. And that was really exciting. I think that will forever bond us, <laughs> um, that we both it's got like, our first signing together. It's like you guys were a relationship and now you're exes but friends. Mm, not really. We know. still make music together. Uh-huh. Oh. Ooh. oh. Yeah. Wait, you're cheating on it? Me and the Bermudas? Anyway. Oh, my so God. Anyway, so. Mike Ryersey, this is it. I lived with him is. forever. No, no, no. We're no. just going to announce it. Oh, my God. You guys I'm, talked I'm about all this. done here. We talked about this in the interview. Nuh-uh. All right. I didn't go over Continue. all that. Go ahead. Keep going. We, we barely touched on how we met. I okay. didn't even go, go into all of that. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we made a bunch of songs while I lived with him. And then um, we continued to be friends after I moved out. He became one of my best friends. And he gained lots of success um, doing, doing bass house music and playing all over uh, the country, over in Portland, and plays a lot in Fargo and kills it. And anyway, he's been signed to lots of labels. And um, he is one of the most profound producers I've ever met in Minneapolis. And as long as he keeps his butt motivated, he will continue to matter. And here he is, uh, Mike Ryersey, a.k.a. Ghost Channels. Here he is. Uh. All right, so we got Ghost Channels, a.k.a. Most Flannels, a.k.a. <laughs> Frost Flannels Channels. <laughs> yep, those are all the names. Frost yeah. Flannels, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah. so I, like it. I started that way. I can't see him because he's a ghost. I'm not actually. I'm not I heard. Actually, I hear uh, when you. Is it true? Is it true when you pass out? Uh, is no. Just whatever like you're looks, about to say. <laughs> no. Like when you, I saw you pass out on a bed once, but it might have just been a sheet on a bed. Oh, okay. That's where you're going. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yep. That's what happens when I pass out. Like a sheet. ghost. Like a ghost. Like like a Halloween costume. I think Megan's confused. I stole that joke. I think that joke somebody. was just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I think I stole it from Mitch Hedberg. Um, well, Rest in peace today, right? We're not going to go yes, there because actually. he's not dumb. Yes, yeah, he and died. you didn't steal that from him because if you did, it would have been funny. Mitch uh, Hedberg's Well, a he's ghost. just delivery, just, though. Yeah, like, he died, I believe. He yeah, was today. all delivery. Yeah. This is uh, the RIP today, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that on, on the... And if somebody would yeah. bring me a Jack and Coke with lime in it, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Saved by the sit- buoyancy of the In case I fall off the boat. <laughs> yeah. Saved by the buoyancy of citrus. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's better. You're better at it. There you go. 
I thought I did a pretty decent job of it, but no, you know. I don't think I've ever heard no. that, and I feel like I've heard like the three CDs he has. So I feel like you're lying. I just dig deep, dog. <laughs> you got the deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about those one-liner comedians. Yeah. I love like Dimitri Martin. I'm going to see uh, um, uh, what's his name? Anthony Jeselnik. Um, he's coming in May. Ooh, when? Uh, I'll go May, with May, May 10th. It's at uh, Pantages or something Ooh, downtown. Oh, boy date. I'm already oh. going with my with my we girl date. Gonna be, oh. like, <laughs> hey, that, we're going to be gone that weekend in Austin. I know, but that's uh, a Thursday, so we're probably not. Okay, leaving. yeah, there you go. So, well, you can come with us. I'm already. It's already a, a date. Someone's going to be so. hungover. So <laughs> you, you need be. to find a date, Pat. Mike goes by Ghost Channels, and Hi. he is a, a ghost. Yeah, introduce he yourself. He is now a house please. producer um, that I met a few years ago now, and um, I think he started out as like an indie music producer of mm -hmm. some sorts, and um, has fallen into this crazy genre that we call life. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and yeah, there you go. Yeah. If, this is onomatopoeia hour. Like I said, go ahead, <laughs> take it away. So, yeah, I guess um, I started in high school. I was playing guitar and <clears throat> recording on some shitty audio recording stuff. And I did a lot of Radiohead stuff. And I couldn't sing at all, but I recorded myself singing all the it's time. Good. You're a lot like Tom York. Yeah, I have a beautiful voice and it <laughs> carries. But, uh, yeah, I did that. And then I got into, like... Uh, You're not going to defend Radiohead for that? I thought, yeah. I thought I'd be getting something. They don't need defense. They're, they're great. Right, but, That's a great defense. <laughs> great. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. But, uh, no, I got into... Um, I was in a... Funk, um, electro, like blues rock band for like oh, five I years. I thought you were going to say you were in a funk. No, I was, no, I was in a, uh, we were called Retrospects, or we were called Cloves first, and then we changed our name to Retrospects. But yeah, we toured around like the cities and stuff, and we kind of got some notoriety, and it was fun, and we kind of, like I, did, I DJ'd and like produced kind of house music-y stuff, yeah, and right. then just like, just like that, and then, uh, <laughs> and then we had a blues guitarist guy, and then we had a um, kind of a singer that sounded like kind of a... Uh, Robert Plant, kind of. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, and then I kind of broke up. We that kind of fell apart because bands are hard, and it's uh, it was a very tough breakup. Word. Much like it's I've like, had I've had a few tough breakups it's like with being bands in a relationship <laughs> with three people at once. Oh, dude, it's was like that or more or I've had more. The worst breakups I've had, worst breakups I've had have been like DJ groups or like bands. Like people just like drag me through the <laughs> mud publicly. It's just like I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, so that that broke up, and then I kind of got that is into totally a thing. Yeah, I got caught up in like the EDM. Wave. I was already pretty into like Daft Punk and like to Dead Mouse and Wolfgang and stuff like pretty early, but I got like kind of caught up in everything. Did you even know like what you were getting into when you found those genres? No, I, like I was like I remember like really young, like I would listen to like Magic Seven, like Tiesto and shit, and like really young, and like I I played a lot of DDR and stuff, so like I have that like you know that yeah. I had the propensity for like enjoying yeah. that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, and then I got kind of caught up into it, and I played I did a lot of electro house and trying to make that kind of stuff, and then I. Uh, yeah, and then I just kind of fall into kind of what I do now, which is kind of the more bass housey, tech housey stuff. Um, yeah, we've been, and uh, Megan and I have done a bunch of songs um, together. We've done like probably like what, like six, seven songs now. Yeah, I don't even know now. Yeah, it was Wasn't cool. There one named after a famous actor. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite one. That's yeah. my favorite one. Well, yeah, uh, Megan had a. Uh, what like was a, his name? Was he in Twenty One Jump Street? Ch oh Ch my yeah, Channing, um, Magic you know Mike. Exactly what um, his name is. Um, Fanning Hatem. That yeah, happened that's because. I already had a song out. Um, I don't even. Damn emergency, it. emergency, Damn isn't it. that the name of Pat, it? Whatever. Isn't that I the, used to. It's on uh, YouTube. She's in a, did a music shut video up. <laughs> in her honestly, basement. Though, honestly, though, uh, that's actually one of my favorite. Uh huh. Ones. Um, 
Anyway, well, for many I used people, to there's just hundreds of thousands of plays on Spotify. Be an MC, and um, I had a song out called "Emergency, Emergency," and Mike heard it like via YouTube or something, and was like, "I love this like section of the rap." Or no, I love the whole thing. I just I like know. there was a part of it that I was like, "I want this to be a chorus. Yeah, I want it to be I called Channing you Tatum." You asked me if you could have the stems, but <clears throat> I had made it like literally so long ago, like three computers ago, and I think the one I had even made it on had been stolen. <laughs> so it was like, not only did I not have it, like it was a shitty computer not running, but like I literally didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to re-record it. And then, yeah, um, yeah, Channing Tatum. We put it on um, Julian yeah, uh, Bonassis's label, uh, what's it called? Captivate, Captivation. Yeah. Captivation. Records. It did pretty well on Spotify, actually. Like I like checked like the stats the other day. Yeah, it's over a hundred thousand plays, right? No, not on no. Not on Spotify. My, no, yeah. no, it has like ten thousand or something. But really, I thought there was more than that. No, um, none of my Spotify. At least no, not wait, the ones under SoundCloud? my. No, wait. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud has a shitload, but yeah. Spotify oh, doesn't have that. None of my Spotify. No. My biggest Spotify ones like fifteen thousand or something like that. SoundCloud, but anyway, yeah, <clears> no, I mean that was like unexpected right. I don't know like it was funny because I wrote that song like three years before you ever found it and then you found it and we're like yo I think like me Sonia this. showed it to me not that this matters for the podcast but yeah <laughs> yeah no random total really <laughs> yeah off the phone into the microphone it's this way is to hear his it. favorite thing to do <laughs> it's literally my favorite thing do you do that on the bus like are you one of those people I do, yeah. it, to, I do it to random people I'm like listen to this song are you walking down the street doing that shit cause I that's give, like my I give, fucking pet I hate that I give my mix to you and you know what's good about him doing that though is that the bass really cuts through yeah you can really feel well, that well yeah and you can EQ that you can EQ that at the end <laughs> I, I should also um, before we get to uh, part of my origin I'm also um, uh, dating a lovely woman named Jillian uh, Needham and uh, she's a really good singer <clears throat> and we have a side project that we're doing right now called Lays and Low and uh, we just did our first live show it's everybody's enjoyed it hey. I was there I, we were all there we were all there we loved it yeah, yeah it was uh, there in physical form Megan was there <laughs> yeah she was there <laughs> she was there but uh, yeah no it's she uh, she's it's kind of a um, like kind of a portis head trip hop like kind of with trap and nice kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love it. I I thought you guys played a great show. Well, it was cool like that's the first time in a lot like all my bands I like all the stuff I've played music for forever is just be you know me DJing and just playing stuff that I've made, which is fun, it's cool, but like it was cool to like play guitar and actually kind of be like right. creating I didn't really like improvise or anything, but like you know, it, it was sounded cool to, like, great though. Well, like yeah, you it's were saying practice. we were talking earlier and you were saying how you know, now that we we both have experience playing guitar on stage and trying to <laughs> so, listen to ourselves. Yeah, so great. <laughs> trying to listen to ourselves on monitors. Um, it's so much fun and it doesn't really represent what the audience hears. Now, what I heard in like what you were saying versus what I heard was completely different because you said you could barely hear yourself and it was muffled. Well, it was just really tinny. tinny. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's also you beat up yourself. Like, you, you know, as yourself, an, any musician, like, of you're course. like, I suck. And everybody's like, you don't suck. And you're like, no, I fucking suck. And, and like, people will come up like, to you and they'll be like, yeah. hey, that was a great solo. And you're like, yeah, except for when I hit that A yeah, instead of the like, A sharp. No one notices. And blah, blah. Yeah. That's Nobody the, gives a shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where'd you come up with the name Lazenlo? Uh, it's Lays. I like that. Lays. I like that. I have one of those bad names, though, that I have to correct. It's, it makes me like, I'm like, yeah, you don't fucking and know. And I said that <laughs> I on purpose that. so okay, that good. everybody listening can know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, so we were just kind of, I was looking for like band names and stuff. And uh, I'm band, name. band, band names, names or whatever. And my, my girlfriend is really into like sloth stuff, like the animal. And I'm also like, people say that I'm very slothy. I'm kind of lanky. I'm tall. 
And so I, I was just that. looking up like synonyms <laughs> to sloth. I almost bought you some sloth stuff in Costa Rica. She has a shitload of sloth stuff. I bought her a stuffed animal sloth. But um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I was just looking for synonyms. And there was one that was like the biblical sloth, like the like you know giant sloth. No, but no, no, like sloth. giant Jesus sloth. No, <laughs> <laughs> like sloth, like lazy. Everything yeah, back yeah, in yeah. Yeah. Like, better like, name. Yeah, like Dinosaur. giant Jesus sloth. <laughs> sloth. <laughs> Which my favorite band name ever? Gay witch abortion. I think they're from here. Ooh, yeah. I Are love they from that. here? Yeah, I think they're from here. I yes. Heard they yeah, 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 yeah. Their name to giant sloth. Oh, d- damn it! Those they, they must have heard this podcast. <laughs> they took your, they took your name, <laughs> but because they're witches, they, succ- <laughs> they succumb to social norms. Oh, classic damn. gay witch abortion. Um, so sloth, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so sloth um, became you know like the the idea of being you know whatever sloth and um, lays was a synonym like lazy, and I right. so I was like lays and then I was like lays and low because there's two of us and then I slammed it together into lays and low and then I looked it up and I was like a, it's better to I think for like marketing and stuff to like just have a made up word because if you google us it's just us we're in like ghost channels if you google it there's a S-E-O. shitload of other stuff <laughs> you got it so like that. it's a lot better S-E-O. for that and I get to be like the the dick that's like it's actually lays and low which I get done yeah. a lot which I really thoroughly enjoy doing that kind of stuff especially with like you know any any artists and stuff I'm like yeah there's feelings. actually three members in that but in that DJ whatever right. I feel like crap yeah I feel like crap yeah I messed that up you should you should I was a fan and now I'm not a fan of your it's fair. stuff because I got fair. corrected that, by that's you. happened a lot ghost channels I've gone through <laughs> when people actually meet me they're like ew. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy, well, there's a there's a there's a couple of them. I know Megan has to like toured. I've been to a, I've been to like three places in my life, like to fly and DJ, and all three of the places I've been to, like Megan's been to behind and knows the same people. And uh, everyone's just like told Megan at different points, like, "Hey, Ghost Channels is kind of an asshole, right?" And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I was drunk. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> but like, um, in a good way, in yeah. my opinion, really. Not when you see it's it's a it's a it's an acquired thing. Like once you get used to the, like what I'm doing, like most people have to like introduce me with like a with like a disclaimer. But you, so. it's actually very true. Like yeah. uh, I I was uh, introduced to you with a disclaimer. Yeah, most people have to be like Mike's just kidding. Like but he's gonna make like, stupid yeah. jokes. Don't take it personally. Yeah. You're just ribbing uh, people. And some yeah. people are just so sensitive these days. Well, know? no, I mean, it's an, I don't like brand new people being like getting into my shit. I'm like, fuck off. I don't, you're a stranger. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, I'm not, I, want, I wouldn't well, like me if I, I mean, met that's me. That's part of like what you do. Yeah, but that's that my seems whole, pretty, that seems that's pretty normal. normal I mean, though. like, just part of like what we do is yeah. that like we put ourselves out there and people like feel free to talk shit on us. Yeah, that's true. But all in all, like, that's, you know, you're actually a sweetheart and a big teddy bear. Yeah, um, you are. Big so titty bear. Everybody thinks you. that you're a shark knocker, and you are. But like, you <laughs> yeah. are really nice, and nobody knows it. Yeah, um, it's just a fr- it's a front because I'm like so scared. Am I like whoever? Yeah. Well, I think we're all a little like jaded. We're all jaded little sharks. He was raised by aliens. We're yeah. all um, so jaded. I mean, I guess like I feel, you know, Pat probably more so with me um, than Kish, but. I think me and Mike have a thorough understanding of what it's like to feel jaded in the industry. Um, I know we're still young and that sounds kind of ridiculous, but you know, I've been through several different scenes from, you know, playing like acoustic guitar in coffee shops to producing my own, trying to produce my own music and doing even the trying the, like the embassy there. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, like I was trying, I was trying, um, but like, uh, trying to produce my own music and 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 then, you know, um, moving into electronic music and, like, now to have ended up where I am, 
it took, you know, like six or seven years right. for me to even get to where I am. So um, there's a lot of things that happen in that time that make you, I mean, it's just a long time to be involved, right. I think. And I think the most important thing in this whole industry is persistence and consistency. Yep. Consistency, excuse me. And um, I, I think that w- you and I have seen so many people disappear mm-hmm. that it becomes this kind of thing that we think in our mind that is sort of scary. Well, I kind of disappear. I kind of like was like, fuck it. And like, did like I gave up for a little bit. Well, like, I mean like, I think everybody feels that way from time to yeah. time and some people act on it, but yeah, I, re- I recall that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's just like it, it is like a struggle because you deal with, you know, the societal expectance of like what you're supposed to be as a person, what you're supposed to achieve as a person, how much money you're supposed to make, where you're supposed to live, what you're supposed to do, how old you're supposed to be when you like achieve all these certain things. And like they definitely don't align with a lot of our, you know what I mean? Lifestyles like, and every, everything. I There's mean, a lot like of pressure. Well, just It's a lot yeah. of like, t- I got, uh, for me personally, it was just, I, I definitely got all too much of an ego at a certain point, but I like, I got like pretty good at what I was doing with that, with the house stuff. And like, it kind of like, we talked about this before, Megan, like it was just like our, like our first collaboration was like pretty big. And then our second collaboration was fucking huge. And then like our third collaboration was even bigger. And it was like, Oh, I guess like, this is it. Like we're riding this train to the fucking top. And then <laughs> yeah, like, man, it really feels and it like just kind of plateaued for me particularly. And then I just like got really like, I lost, like I started making music for the reason of like, what, who would like this? And like, who, who's the audience that I'm trying to hit? What's the best like brand I can like bring? And what's the most like listeners yeah. I can get garner? Mm-hmm. Which like immediately as you start doing that with like music, it's just like, oh fuck, you're like, just quit. Like you're done. Like if you start thinking about it like that, like just don't, there's no reason to do anything. And like, it got I mean, really. To oh, a degree. Well, yeah. And I mean, obviously hyperbole, but, but I mean, just like. It became so not fun to do music at that point, and that's yeah. like kind of why I was just so frustrated. I was just like, I'm, I kind of plateaued. It's not really going anywhere. And I was just like, nobody likes it as much as the, my earlier stuff or whatever. And I just kind of was like, fuck. And then I then I had my little pout session, and, and, then, we, and then you did the '80s stuff. You <laughs> and then I did a little yeah indie, yeah, indie pop then, album, which was then, I'm still proud of. But I like it. Yeah, I really do. Kiss played push kind of four you songs. You need right? to get away from yeah. that stuff, and it's funny because I was like just talking to Haley about this, like that I like often feel like I want to because okay because our because where we live is so rich in hip hop I have ha- I've felt the inclination so many times to want to like reach out to other producers and do like a Minneapolis project yeah that's just you know Minneapolis MCs and like Minneapolis production well, you kind of did that with your, your last like full length was kind of in that I guess, but I mean, like, I did that, like, on my own volition without sure, the yeah. goal of it being, like, some, like, Minneapolis collaborative project. I just featured people that I felt, like, deserved to have, like, a, you know, not that I provide a lot of spotlight, but a moment in the spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, like, um, I, there is a lot of talent here that's, like, totally untouched. And I, not not only is it untouched, but the people that have it, don't know how to touch other people. Right. So it becomes like this kind of conundrum. Right. It's the, it's the snow globe. Yeah, it really is. Well, we um, even, I mean, it's like this. It's a, you guys talk- call it flyover, right? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah, but I don't know. Flyover state. I guess, I guess what I would say is that 
there are a lot of talented MCs here. There are like lots of ways I guess I could go with this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. One of them I guess would be like since you have experience being in a band, um, the realization that everyone around you doesn't want to do this for the rest of their life. Right. And that was like a huge like hard thing for me to realize in my band. Well, we even talked about like it was like uh, I, I want it. This is like my it's it's my hobby and my passion and like it's what gets me up in the morning. And like so, if I have free time, like this is what I want to fucking do. And like it's like weird to get in that kind of like level where like people are like in your you know collection collective or whatever, and they're like you know I, this is great, and I just want let's meet like every once every couple weeks. And you're like I'm like oh this is not the same level. That's why I assume like you know Menage Quad was probably a tough project to keep up because like juggling that many balls when people are not in the same level of interest is probably really difficult. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, practice and stuff, like, everybody was all in and stuff. But when it came to, like, serious things, like, you know, like... Let's travel. People want to fly us to sure. right. to Europe, yeah. you know? And, like Does that come up? I didn't know that. Yeah, that came up a couple times. And, you know, like, at the time, Where? I remember... I'm just curious. Um, we got asked to play at Boomtown, which is um, a pretty large festival. I've heard of that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a like, really huge affair. Like what country? I'm just curious. Uh, like Bristol, UK. Oh, okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so like, obviously, should we have done that, I would have tried to plan some other like European ventures. Yeah, naturally. Like while we, we were over there. But, um, at first I, you know, like was like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, nobody wants to, you know, like save for this and work for this and like take time off for this and. And I was just in, like, complete disbelief. And I just had to, like, have a moment with myself and, like, think to myself, like, that not everyone wants what I want. Right. And that was, like, a huge epiphany for me to have that I was just, like... That's the hardest thing about playing in a band. And that's what's so nice about... Our band. What? Well, our band. It is. That's what it is. We're all on the same page, I mean, you know... I mean, that's what's nice about only three people. Having three people on the same page is... Well, you guys all... I took It took me incredible. a long-ass time to find all of you. Well, anyway. like, and, sure, they're and not like, the first. And likewise. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. likewise. Yeah. But that's what's so nice. That's what's so nice about, um, in one sense, DJing, because it's yourself. And if you can learn to play, like, another instrument, if you can, like, play right. drum, drums, or you can kick on there with, like... Somebody like Muzzy Bear, right, mm-hmm. can play guitar and DJ. You're bringing two elements to the show. I just think in that, general, you're on the same page with yourself. I think in general, there's like a there's a certain style of DJing that will continue forever, like like house and techno and that kind of oh, stuff will sure, be a DJ centric sure. thing. But I feel like if you're doing kind of other stuff, like people expect the drummer, they expect the the guitarist, they expect like an augmented for sure. And like yeah. that's you where it's see, going. There's articles today about how um, Justin Timberlake and Lord have been doing uh, MPC centered sets or not centered, I guess MPC necessarily. Mean. Like the the MPC uh, like drum pad. Yeah. It's a drum pad controller. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. What does MPC stand for? Like um, um, a pic- uh, mul- like multi drum multi processing processing com- yeah com- MP- channel console console console, console, console look probably console. Look it up. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, JT, I just watched a video of him today. That was posted of him playing on sucks, an MPC. <laughs> what? His new album sucks. I didn't like any part of it. Uh, okay, so it stands for um, marginal propensity to consume. No, that's oh, that's in economics. <laughs> Sorry, check back later. 
<laughs> no, that's it. That's definitely the music. No, yeah. I can sure, yeah. yeah. You know, tomato, potato. NPC. So, J- so, JT, so JT was doing... He was playing on the MPC. He and was? Like, he was, like, knocking out a, like I mean, a hip-hop beat? <laughs> yeah. Do I sound like The Grudge right now? My hesitance oh. just sounds like The That's Grudge. That's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Okay. The Japanese one, actually? Or no, like the, the Americanized one. That was one. super lame. Oh, okay. I'm so scared What's of it. What's the deal? What's the deal? I can't people. find it. I, have, I'm, you seen I'm the, so uh, have you seen The Girl with the Dragon really, Tattoo? But I'm, like, like ashamed that nobody knows. Can we <laughs> just, like, edit out the fact that nobody knows what NPC means? Like, yeah. we're going to need you to edit this out. Yeah, because we don't want to look no, like I, we... I, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. Yeah, but, like, we're going to need to edit that out. Oh, here we go. It's easy. We all we all were wrong. I uh, know. Midi Production Center. Oh duh. Duh. <laughs> Damn it. Right. <laughs> I knew it was something easy. Yeah, I said multiprocessing console. Yeah. That's close. That's pretty close. <laughs> Midi Processing Center, God which damn. makes you know, sense. I've never makes used one. I mean, okay, I've used, we're gonna yeah. cut that out. Music production. No, we're not. No, we're Music not. Who are we try to impress. Oh God. Music production center. Look, if Avex Ave- Twins listening. Well, no, like, as much as I've talked about cutting it out, you have to at least cut part of it out. <laughs> no, this is the best part of a podcast. You're like, we can cut that, right? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, JT and Lord have been doing an NPC set lately. And people are, like, freaking out about how dope it is. While all the time, I mean, like... No, actually, um, on that Yeezy, point... Yeezy, and even though as much as I don't care for him... Best live show, but one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Has been doing an NPC thing no, for, he doesn't like, even a do thousand it. years. He just has somebody playing a black track, and he just, like, is up, and he's a weird, like, spaceship thing that goes over the crowd. Love but to, be, to your point, I saw um, St. Vincent recently at... Uh, oh, she's awesome. awesome. No, 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 but yeah. it kinda, it be, I was kind of disappointed because I know she usually tours with a band, but she just did, like, the, her own... She, like, oh, did really? one of these kind of sets where it was just her in front of, like, a curtain, and she did, like, kind of weird, like, staging things, but it was just her um, in, in front of a backing track, and I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, it kind of... kind of sucked. Like, and I love St. Vincent quite a bit. And I was yeah. super... It was my first time seeing her, and I was super excited where, to see where her. Where was it at? Uh, the Palace in St. Paul. Did you like Mass Seduction? I, the album? Yeah, I did. I, yeah, at Los, Los, Los Angeles is a, I, that was a banger. I thought it was Slaps. cool. Yeah, that pill yeah. song was cool. It's not yep. as good as, uh, I mean... Her last know, one? Yeah, her last couple, but... Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good, but even still, like I didn't, I didn't, I was expecting like a full because I know she used to tour with a band, and it was kind of weird to have her back track. So, like, it's one thing for like Lord to do that because she like started there, you know, right. like that's like that makes sense. Right. But like it's another thing for really. You thought it was weird for her not to have a band for St. Vincent, like because every yeah, every no, live every live weird. thing I've seen yeah, of her had a band. has been a full a full presentation. I've, I've and, like, seen her twice, and she's she had still a live she's band still twice. ripping guitar and stuff, and like it fucking yeah. ruled. But like. She's just, such a great guitarist. Oh, dude, and just like the way she plays guitar, like it's not even. Ugh, it's, I like, wonder if that's her touch. butt on the new album. No, it's not. They already they said it was a model. Like, okay. and the model there was models like on stage that you were. know her history, <laughs> right? Where she was the guitarist of the Polyphonic Spree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember and there was those another. Guys? There's another. There's like two others that are. There's like two other artists that spawned off of that. Oh, dude, that was like 30 people in that band. No, no, no. no. I know there was like a so shitload random. of people. I'm saying oh, there was like saying. two other like famous people that, that fa- spawned yeah, off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had a chance to meet her. She's oh, that's like cool. the coolest person in the world. Well, it was good. like when she played her show, it was just nobody. There was no opener, and it was, she just played like this like movie clip that she directed because she's so artistic. Right. And well, <laughs> well, that's funny because when you, like I talked to her, she did not come off that way. Oh she no, was I'm talking sure. about like eating Subway. 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like seriously, she was like, "Oh man, the five dollar footlongs are so good. Dude, I've eaten what? so many of them." Yeah. No, I swear to God. On that note, it's um, always it's always funny seeing pictures and like when people talk to me and they're like, "Oh my God, like you know Megan Hamilton?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Like, I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> like people get like it's funny that people get straight up starstruck because like you know like I'm, I've been good really good friends with Megan for a long time now and it's just weird to me that I'm like I forget that concept and I'm like oh my god Megan's so great I'm such a fan I'm rubbing my nipples for all the he's, yeah, podcast he's rubbing listeners. his nipples for people listening <laughs> just a, it's a it's a it's an audio medium so I'm, you know yeah. nipples you know, it's <laughs> funny I have I was just talking to a, another artist like this weekend about how much I want to do like a public forum thing about the weirdest gifts that artists have gotten from people sure what what is well, the weirdest can gift we, I got? Do, was can we go around? Yeah. Nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I have never gotten. Somebody's anything. bought me a shot. I'm sure. You know. Yeah, I think so. You, you make gift house music, so it doesn't it doesn't like surprise me. Well, at no, all. and you're more of a, like you're more of an icon around like the city. Like you and you're like and you're a girl and you're in the EDM. It's a lot. It's a lot. You're much more of a. I don't mean that. No, no, no. I don't mean. Like, I know how no, that just sounded. No, but he's right. But he's right. No, but he's right. No, but, but like there's right. a lot more people that look up to you, I like versus like I'm in a sea of dudes that play. Yeah, I'm in a sea of dudes. I understand what you're saying, but like. Still. Plus, she's not a, like an asshole. No, right. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <you. laughs> All right, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. All right, shirt's coming off, people. Hold on, hold he is on. very sweaty hey, for some reason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is why it's so nice again. to interview people who we're friends with. Yeah. Like, we can have a conversation like this and nobody gets butthurt about anything stupid, which is just pretty much common sense. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm taking it off. Oh, we're reacting and acting in for the. <laughs> oh, he's very sweaty. This is weird. <laughs> this is a podcast. Why are you? I get really nervous on these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can listen not now. It'll be out soon. Uh, this is a great Snapchat. <laughs> immediately regret this decision. It's kind of cold in here, and my nipples can cut glass. Why don't you rub your nipples and just say Megan Hamilton? That's the, that's the theme. That's been like what people have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're having bad cable? Like, you know, oh, you're doing? Like? Okay, yep. Okay, yeah. That's Jim. Nope. Right. Jimothy. Mm-hmm. Jimothy. Mm-hmm. Jimothy Carey. Anyway. So, next uh, topic. Um, <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Segway on. Extraordinary. No, anyway, my point was in that, that like, people give you some really cool things, but they're really like things you would never expect. What is the weirdest thing you've gotten? How about that? Yeah. Oh, man. I get a lot of rocks. Like, oh, like geodes and like, like chakra yeah. bullshit? Uh, They're called stones. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, lots of like river rocks and um, like crystals and like, yeah, I've gotten one can geode. You, can you give them all to, cool. to Jack um, next to the podcast you have with Turning and Sound? Just give them all to him. And just oh, like, I'm this sure is a gift. he would love those. <laughs> oh, is he big into rocks? Oh, oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Just them. go with that narrative and just don't forget it. Okay. But, but no, I have this like <laughs> sneaking suspicion that sometimes people will give you something that they just like happen to have on them. That That checks out, I think. Yeah, and... I think that's the cutest thing ever. I think it's really nice because I mean, it means they like brought means. like the things that mean the most to them. They like came to the the Here's show or whatever, and they brought like pin. the things that make them feel really good. And then like, yeah. you know, you played a set or whatever, so, and then like they meet you and just, like they just, don't have anything that they like prematurely brought. So, so they just, just like just I'm gonna so give you this thing. In your point, then people bring rocks to shows that just un. <laughs> On that, that, is that, is that surprising? Un- unprovoked. Oh, people 100%. Okay. Oh, I on that, no, let's Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. 100%. And, uh, so now let's put ourselves in the shoes of the doorman, patting people down. 
What if he finds a ton of rocks? What's he thinking? He he missed the dragon glass that this guy gave me in the shape well, of a knife. He can't which keep I wear people from getting stoned. Uh, uh, that was like way too harmonized. No, it's good. You guys are gonna have to do it again in uh, harmony. One, two, three. Really? No, you're gonna embarrass uh, yourselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't do it. <laughs> That was bad. Okay. Oh, that was Holy shit. No, I can't even handle it. We can't right. do it because just when it comes out awfully, I'm going to quit this podcast. As soon as it comes out like, yeah, we're not the freaking Beach Boys. It's not going to happen. A, happen. I was in a drunk in a cab once um, in college, and there was three <laughs> of my buddies. <laughs> and No, no, no. No, so uh, one of like we were all super trash. We were coming up from like downtown or something, and one of my buddies started like the Barbara and and then we all started stacking the melodies. No, then then the then like the the didn't even speak to us once. Cab driver just came out of nowhere. And he was like Barbara. Yeah, like, we were like what? And, like it was the it was you, great. Did he nail it though? Dude, he fucking nailed it, and it was like I don't know. I mean, I was hammered. He probably was terrible. It was but, a little, yeah, but yeah, but it was a good moment in my life enough that I remembered it, and I'm telling it on a podcast. So I it's like great. it. Yeah, That's I like awesome. It. Yeah. So, anyway, so harmonies. We're gonna try that. Ready? Again. One. <laughs> that was awesome. Two. Uh, go, good what luck. Are we doing? I don't know harmonies. Yeah, I think it was luck. a one. I think it was a one time shot, and we nailed it. I think so too. Jesus H. Macy. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. William H. Christ. <laughs> I had this epiphany that I wanted to have. Okay, so Fair State Brewery. Yep. They have this thing. Well, where a, wow. Pat, stop punching me. Where they'll let you. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> where they'll let you. Pat doesn't like Megan's content in, right now. <laughs> bring in other food from other places. And so you can, like, bring in, like, a Thanksgiving dinner and drink their beer and okay. like I'm trying to do that. So that was your the Jesus segue into that epiphany then. Wait, we were talking about Jesus? <laughs> you just showed a Well that was just a meme. Yeah, fair. Okay. Fair enough. Are you guys gonna be celebrating Easter with the bunnies and the eggs? I um I don't believe in bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because I don't believe in eggs. That's good. Uh what no. came first, the bunny or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Mick Double. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know that. I was going to go with McMuffin. I really, really stuck it right there. Let's do the... Can we do it again? Well, no, the more important part, though, is on Sunday. What came first? It's also... Well, two, three things. It's my girlfriend's birthday. And three, it's... Well, your girlfriend was born on April Fool's Day? Yeah, that's also April Fool's Day. So are you actually dating her? Are you joking? No, no, no. Her birthday's on Sunday. No, I'm not. Biggest joke ever. She's keeping like, if you break up with me, I'm going to... Like, if you joke about that, I'm going to... Like I'm gonna break up with you, actually. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, fair I'm, enough. Fair she's enough. dating the wrong person. You should person, probably like, just do it. No, I'm gonna do so much fucked up shit because like I thrive off this kind of humor. No, no. Yeah. And like, I'm I should give so her, on board. I want give her to every see April every Fool's moment joke of ever. This will come. This will come out after. I'm gonna pretend to lose her dog on a walk. Um, I feel like that'll start the morning. No, yeah, we'll, we'll put this. We'll put this out on Monday. Yeah. On Monday, the second. Perfect. Yeah, she's not gonna listen to a fucking podcast, anyways. But yeah, fair enough. No, but not that. Not this podcast. Any podcast. No, I don't. I, I don't expect actually. Ze- I expect zero people to listen to this podcast. Right, but okay. So the 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 point of what I was trying to get into is that my family has a tradition of about fifteen years now, of um, destroying my mom's whole existence and world and universe every <laughs> April Fools, and she'll uh, every April Fools. The, my dad will be like Emily, who's my mom. She'll be, be like, don't 
listen to the kids. Like, they're lying. They're fucking with you. <laughs> but um, Cry we'll, wolf, why don't you? Well, we do. But should we continue to do... Um, I've, I got it. Or no, I don't. It's but, okay, so I have... Um, I've done it personally. I have two older sisters, and so we all kind of participated in a medley of things for the past 15 years. Uh, mine personally have been a... Um, Got uh, the first time I told her I got a girl pregnant on April first. Um, I did that same thing. Yeah, she, I did it too. Dude, my I mom, my mom was so distraught that she threw up. <laughs> she threw dude, up. My mom like, chilled out. She was like right on it. She my was mom like, was like, "It's okay." No, she was great. Like, she was like, "We'll get through this." But she hung up, and apparently she threw, just went over and threw up in a bathroom because no she was way. so distraught. I gotta and ask like, my mom. Awful. No, no, no. Awful. These get these get both awful. these get so much worse. I uh, so these, bad. My sister's way worse than I am, but. Some other ones, I, I said Whoa. I got caught for drug dealing, and then I was going to go to, I had a trial coming up, and I needed a lawyer. Um, and I t- the pregnant thing I did twice, um, but my sister. Um, Wait, it, it, she fell for it a second twice, time? Twice, on April okay. Fool's Day. My dad's like, stop fucking listening to the kids. But um, <laughs> So my sister's one's uh, four years older and eight years older, respectively. My eight-year-old sister is kind of more in my, more like me kind of a little bit. And uh, she she had it. She's done it where she um, she had a brain aneurysm when she was like 18 years old, which was very serious. And oh scary. yeah, it's very scary. But she told my mom that it came back <laughs> one year, and she uh, has several kids. And she said that she lost her one of her kids. Like, and there was like an Amber Alert for one of her kids. And like she said that um, like she like somebody robbed her house. And like she's like she's the proprietor of all this. And I've just participated and learned a lot from it. But she, so we're gonna have to do something to my mom. Probably as well. This I'm going to bring your mom flowers. Do you have any, ide- you have any ideas like that you want to test out here? Like um, that you want to brainstorm? Well, we're going to um, my mom's for brunch. So I figure if we just like, we don't show up like Jillian's in the hospital or something, you know, something in that ballpark would probably be good. You're the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> no, the, you see, the, the thing is though, is that they fall, she falls for it every. I don't do this to my family, <laughs> but maybe I should start. I remember my it's not a, it's not a bad idea. first girlfriend like called. Her sister on April Fool's, like, when we were in college, we must have been, like, 20 years old. And maybe, I mean, probably, honestly, like, 19. And she was like, hey, um, I'm pregnant. Like, I don't know what to do. I would feel too bad if I were to get rid of it. And all her sister said was, like, (laughs) she was, like, on speakerphone, and I was, like, right there. And she was like, you Idiot. Oh. You idiot. And like just over and over again. She's like, you idiot. I can't believe you did this. You idiot. And like just over and over again. But it was fantastic. See, anyway. The beauty of the of this of the, <laughs> of the uh, April Fool's joke is that trying not to laugh is exactly the same thing as trying not to cry. Like it well, sounds thank God they have the mute. Identical <laughs> to the two things. Cause you're just like, I'm like, you're like, mom, I'm so you're just you know, you're too, you're choking well, you, up. You also get to see people's true colors too. Yeah. You see, like, what they do in those situations. That's terrible, Kish. It, it wasn't... No, agreed. Uh, it's, yes. in a, it's in a crisis. That's when yeah. it really... Shit goes like, down. Yeah, it, but whatever. I'm kicking, I'm kicking old ladies right to the now. side. I'm going for the what fire exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you call so, the police department. You'd be like, oh, I killed my parents. Uh, and then you see how they react. And then like, That's like when somebody gets into... One of my friends get into a fight. I'm oh like, God. fuck you. I'm leaving. It wasn't an April Fool's joke, but... When I was younger growing up, I might have been, like, in middle school. So they tell you um, you were adopted? So. Yeah. No, it was not a joke. I mean, that's a Wait, that's another what? story we can talk about off camera. Uh, uh, but, uh, adoptions. no, my, my younger brother, who's four years younger than me, so he might have been maybe, like, eight. Sure. Right? Uh, you were 12 for all the people. Yeah, score. for all the people yep. who are bad at math. So uh, you're four years old. More or less four. Uh, anyway, 
Um, so my aunt made a cake in the shape of a rabbit, rabbit's yeah. head, right? With mm-hmm. the ears. There's like, like Bugs Bunny or just like a more or less like Bugs Bunny with like the big floppy, floppy ears. You know? <laughs> said floppy right? at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, bunny um, cake. Yeah. So he uh, he was kind of sick, and he just went through the line of like the food, and he sneezed all over the cake, kind of like intentionally because yeah. he was like a young kid and being a dick. Sure. Like, hey, you gonna eat that and like lick his finger and like stick? He stick sneezed his on the cake. But he sneezed on the cake. So nobody ate the cake, and we made him eat it all. So that was it. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> can we stop that? I can't do this anymore. Can we, can we just we can call cut that. you we can cut that right? <laughs> Mr. Trenchbolt right now? Isn't that a thing? Everybody made trench him eat. Trenchbolt. You're the trenchbolt. They made him eat all the cake. Was that like, was that like anti-comedy? Was that what that okay. was? No, it's like <laughs> Has when you anybody fucking seen cigarettes and you what I'm talking about? No. Wait, no. I didn't hear what you No, Trench Bowl. Matilda, dude. Oh, I mean, I saw that movie and I was like, oh, kid. yeah, I don't remember that. Okay, guess what? That was the it. The teacher that was makes him eat the whole Yeah, I remember cake. that. That was. That was oh, okay. yeah. Da- yeah. I remember Danny DeVito. I remember his, his wife at the time was in it. Was yeah. Uh, okay, well, they make the woman the, from him Cheers. Eat the whole yeah. goddamn It's his real wife. Right? And that's some I thought real they divorced, but. Life, yeah. fucking, what the fuck are you talking about? That's real life? Yeah, they're married in real. They were married in real life. Yeah, those two. Yeah. They're both really no, short. No, I meant your yeah. story. No, that, no, that's real. My it's brother not really sneezed. that unbelievable. You My made... brother sneezed on the cake, and everybody made him eat it. I sneezed on a pack of cigarettes, he and like the they made, my parents made me not at one, not <laughs> one sitting, not like Matilda. I know, but like it was his cake. Like he had to eat it all. Gross. Yeah. Good story. Don't sneeze on the cake. Yeah. So, let's also, also, and if there's any eight-year-olds out there listening, also, don't sneeze on the cake. Are you gonna drink that? Tell beer? better stories. <laughs> Jesus. That's all I had to add for Easter. I don't really have my, I don't really have many Easter stories, guys. That's all I had to offer. This guy died and he rose again. Should we redo this whole podcast? <laughs> yeah, right. we got some good stuff. Yeah, man. let's redo this whole thing that we've had to reschedule 17 goddamn This is the Moby Dick of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah, it's going to be with you, Mike. So for people for people listening, we've tried to schedule this probably maybe like 6 times. And we've all there's always been something gone awry. No, okay, so awry we'll just get to the nitty-gritty. Awry, oh oh my god, that's Mike's name. I'm deceased. Fuck. That just killed me. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, like... but no, for real. Okay, so me and Mike met. We made that song. We got signed for. Was that your first signing? The the vow for Channing Tatum. Haunting me. Yeah, haunting me. Yeah, that was yeah. No, I had an EP signed to um, some like German like te- techno like okay. tiny little thing. But that yeah, that was my first signing. Yeah. So, um, my Which is funny to first think about. signing. Yeah, it is funny. Um, my first signing ever was uh, Vu Records, which was out of Shanghai and Paris, and that was your second signing then. Right. Um and it was for house music, and I was like shocked. You know, I. I guess I'd come into the industry like trying to do trance music, and I'd like. I would love to hear your trance. Do you have any songs? No, that? I don't because <laughs> I just it. like felt so. I mean, I came into it from hip hop music, so it was like really hard to make that transition because like there's just such different elements and everything about everything about them. You know what I mean? So like, right. yeah, it was super hard to. Make that transition, it took me a while to, like, try to kind of figure out what I wanted to do, but I definitely, like, spent a period of time trying to figure it out, trying to figure out, like, to make what I wanted to make, but it never, like, really got to where I wanted it to be. And then um, Devin came over and hung out with me and, like, showed me this song by 
um, milk and cookies, I think. Which, uh, by the way, they're edgelord uh, fucking alt-right dudes now, which, gross. Ew. What? They just hosted some, like, like alt-right party in Chicago. No shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're fucking canceled. Oh, God. I saw them, because there was, like, the twins. They opened for, uh, what are the girl, uh, Nervo? Oh, no. They opened for Nervo, and I saw those two, like, twin DJs groups in a, in a row. But, yeah, they're canceled. But, anyways, yeah, they were, I mean, they were good producers. Like, that doesn't take oh, away from man, anything. Oh, man, that sucks. Okay. Canceled, though. Well, anyway, yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that. What happened? <coughs> it's, they're just, uh, there's this group this of, group d- that like, was twin. a big fucking deal. Yeah, in Chicago. They're from Chicago. They're, like, there's two, like, twin guys, like, bros. They're, like, they're, like, proud bro step guys or whatever and like they just hosted some like edgelord alt-right like fucking conference that like the dj dad so unbelievable lame yeah lame yeah Yeah. um but anyway yeah you heard the song from devin yeah um wait what you heard the song from devin milk and cookies yeah 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 and he like came over and was like I mean, like, he didn't produce really either but I was just trying to like find my way around logic and then we tried to make a song like um, I don't remember what it was called, something about sunshine, and then I like made it a goal that I would like remix that eventually. Was but it Len steal my sunshine? No, I rem- <laughs> I remixed that as well. Did actually. you really? Yeah, yeah. Have I heard it? I don't know. It's a, old. It's a it's a live edit that I play. Oh sure. I, yeah, I, I played on it before. Yeah, I'd um, imagine as a, as a live band. Participant. Yeah, I, I played it live several just times. Just found out what the word live edit means. <laughs> but Two yeah, words. no, there was like a live edit of it or it's something. One word, live edit. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. But yeah, that's amazing. So after that happened, um, you got to find house and then. Well, I guess like after that happened, I was like, we're like invited into the. U of M EDM scene. Oh, like with Paul Chang and shit? Yeah, like that Paul thing? Chang okay, and yeah. like Hannah, Hannah. Um, I don't think I ever met her. I know I've heard of her. She's but. married now, so I can't even think of her last name. Hannah Latz. Um, Hannah Latz and Danny Young, they were all running the U of M like DJ chain thingy. And they were also like an integral part of the booking, I felt like, at at the Skyway at the time, like not only for the loft, but also for Skyway and for especially Barfly. Sure. And then they also had rented out the Nether Bar, which is like a yep that was under the part of was the under the Mill City. brick, right? Yeah, yeah, or whatever it's called um, now. The brick was. Is it like, closed? Isn't that the whole thing closed now? I just I recently watched Harry Potter. I'm really into yeah. It. Can we talk about that? Can I we did, talk about how Pat just watched all? Like, I, did eight I did that. I did that. I did that. It was like watching a sweet months. TV show. It was like dude, watching it a really was the coolest shit ever. It was like watching a really expensive TV I show. I need to go to the bathroom. But I did, um, see, I did see a good joke, though, that was like, you know, all four of the houses based on, you know, nobility and, like, smarts and being evil and then also miscellaneous. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, like, the yeah. four houses. Well, okay, so <laughs> just, did, you, did you read all the books, Mike? Fucking Hufflepuff. No, I read... Um, what I read, does Hufflepuff do? Yeah, fucking Hufflepuff. Nobody knows. Hufflepuff is, like, it reminds me of, like, Jigglypuff. Every First time I think of Hufflepuff, I think it's of their like, mascot well, being the, a Jigglypuff. Well, that's just because of the puff. That's puff, like, yeah. Do you well, think of Puff the Magic Dragon? Like also, I think of like a marshmallow. Do you think of Puff Daddy? I think of no, because he changed his name to P Diddy, dude. Hufflepuff Diddy. didn't do anything because they were just stoned all the time. Or they stay puffed marshmallow man. What other puffs can we think of? <laughs> dude, corn puffs. Oh, good, Ooh. nice. Yeah. Uh, fucking 
Um, Puffin stuff? I'm trying to... HR Puffin stuff. Oh, yeah, HR, HR Puffin stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Hey, can we talk about HR Puffin stuff you know, for a I just, second? I just know the name. Let's I don't remember do the... Do you remember the show? No, do you no. guys remember that show? Nope. Oh, my I God. Nope. It was a kid's show. show when, so I'm like a, a little bit older than you. I know the context, you. but... A little bit older than you. Like a little, little bit more older than you guys um, over there, Kish and Megan. Uh, HR Puffin stuff. you're talking about either. HR Puffin stuff? Look, we're okay, gonna, this won't continue in a good yeah, radio. Just move on. <laughs> you guys, all right, just look it up if you want to be terrified. I know it for the jokes. I don't know it for the. If you want to be terrified, <laughs> look up Sid and Marty Croft, HR Puffin stuff. It was a kids' show in the 70s, but it's far from a kids' show. Was it a it's Jim Henson type? Was it a Jim Henson yeah. type? But okay. puppety. It was very puppety like that, but it had very they're terrifying a, images. Speaking of, they're making a dark. I think they're making a like Netflix like Dark Crystal. Like, are they really remake? Yeah, but it's. I don't know if it's gonna be puppets, but it should be obviously because that's like the whole point. Have, do you remember the uh, movie when we were probably like just born? It came out. You might have seen it when you were younger. Which movie? Uh, it was called um, Little uh, Nemo's Adventure in Dreamland or something <laughs> like that. No, okay, no. Dreamland Adventures in Dreamland. Did, did Little Nemo have anything to do with it? Oh, no. Little Nemo. So it was a kid who fell asleep and he went into like a dream, like a sleep I feel paralysis like you're dream. Never, never ending story. No, 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 no. It was a cartoon. It was animated. Uh, uh, and he I went into know. this like uh, like dream state where he was in this. Uh, alter yeah. world, but it was very, Banana, very real, pajama, and <laughs> it was just very terrifying. It was very terrifying uh, for a kids' movie. Dude, anyway. it was a, Dude, a lot of them are. I, I, yeah. I think that's like classified as an anime. Actually, is it a manga? <laughs> it's a manga. It was a. Manga. Dude, that's. I feel like as a DJ, and I'm like, I just don't play any video games whatsoever, and yeah. I don't. Well, I've ne- I've watched Dragon Ball Z, I guess, passingly when I was a kid, but like. I don't fucking know shit about anime. I feel like I'm an outlier. I feel like I'm a special, special no, case. No, you're not. No, you're you're not. Not. I mean, you think you're like person. a normal person. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I was yeah. just been waiting. <laughs> I know. The I was weight of the world <laughs> has been on my shoulders for that. Ooh, that was close. Yo, uh, before we get too into this and start rambling, um, do you want to plug anything, Mike, that you got coming up? Time for plugs. Um, yeah, yeah, plug time. Wait. I would just like to uh, right, right now uh, say plugs. that on March 10th, which is the day uh, after it's already happened. I went to Mike's first show as Lazen Low with Jillian. It's pronounced Lazen Low. That, <laughs> that I messaged him and said something very sentimental. Oh, I said, okay, I'd like to attest that I was the best dancer. <laughs> And that I literally work my butt off for you. Aww. It was honestly. So take that for what it's worth. Which is a lie. Despite me getting kicked out. <laughs> and uh, not being a, not served. Megan, do you remember sending this text? Yeah, in retrospect, oh, that's okay. the fastest I've ever been kicked out. <laughs> Even Walsh said it was ridiculous. <laughs> Lol. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. It's good. March it's 10th, 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, o- you woke up that early Dang. after being that drunk? OMG. She- that is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe you were, I can't believe you were up at 8 a.m. the next day. I the, can. I was the, dying. The five, the five <laughs> seconds, the five to ten seconds yeah, I ran across you that night. Can't go back. Yeah, I just thought you were going to be passed story. out. For I, was, like a day I was playing. Like, we don't really have to talk about this. We uh, don't have to talk about it. Just but real I was quick, just I was saying, I was like, just it was playing really halfway fun through my set. And you did a great job. Was it was like, awesome. Great. Bye. Okay, bye. 
That's it. I was playing halfway through my set. Up and down. Megan just comes storming in like a fucking freight train. It was just like, woo! <laughs> like in the background, just like clapping. Just like, woo! And I just saw her and then she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> almost. We're almost done. And with that wrapping sound, you guys, that's Haley there. The so voice is lovely. Hey, get, get on Kish's mic. Have fun editing. Get on Kish's mic. What do you have to say? It's about goddamn time. Then. You know what that? Sorry. You know what that means, everybody. <laughs> um. So, Mike. Yeah. Lays and low. Yep. Ghost channels. Yep. Anything coming up? Oh. Um. Yeah. Sure. Quick plug. Um. E- an EP coming out on my normal. For ghost channels. For ghost channels. Yeah. Um, on my. Uh, <clears throat> my uh, Spanish label, House of Vibes, that I usually release all my biggest songs on because there's still international people left on SoundCloud. Uh, Are you releasing your next Lazy Little project with House of Vibes? No, 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 my Mexico Channels EP. Okay. I have um, a couple of more kind of confession-y. That's awesome. Yeah, with them. And then and I, House of Vibes does really well. Well, that's because awesome. literally because they're from Spain, so they have a lot of European, those are the people that still use SoundCloud. Like, nobody in, in the U.S. gives a shit about SoundCloud anymore, but... We, oh man! Like, we talked about that whole thing today already. We but cannot even get this into a whole, this. this. We'll, we'll, bring, you, we'll bring you back. No, 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 for we'll bring another, you back. We'll bring yeah. you back for no, that. Like, really yeah, okay. So, 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 quick, 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 quick. Lays and low. Look us up on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Follow us on Spotify because that's where we're probably gonna keep going. And then uh, we got we're working on a few tracks. We just released uh, "Sex and Candy" by yeah. uh, Marcy Playground. Cover. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to. Uh, people who don't know, Marcy Playground named after um, a playground in Minneapolis in the Marcy Holmes Park. Uh, project, huh. uh, not project, but Marcy Holmes neighborhood. That's just shit on my yeah. mind a little bit. There you go. How do you like that? Oh, what the They're from New York, Marcy Playground. Uh, the guy who the lead I thought it singer. was the Marcy Project though, which is in New York. Right. No, but the uh, lead singer was raised in Minneapolis and Marcy Holmes. Oh, good. Named good it after well, then that Marcy we're Park carrying playground. that torch. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all. Good that's cover. all the That's all the plugs I got. We're playing live in like May at Ice House, but we don't have a date. Yeah, and maybe Art World. We'll talk about that later. Possibly Art World. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk to you about that. All right, rock um, and roll. Uh, what about Ghost Channels? Yeah. Oh, well, you got the five. The EP. How uh, many songs? How many tracks? It's two. Okay. Because releasing more than that is For too now. many. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Follow well, Kish on, awesome. Kish on the sax I can't on wait to Instagram. hear them. Yeah, Check out Mike, uh, Ghost Channels, Lays and Low. Twitter. Um, yeah, what's what is your Twitter, dig, Instagram handles? Like, the, what you got? The respective names that you Whatever. Just said. Nobody cares about that shit. And people want to follow stuff at, like that. If they look up Ghost names. Channels, they'll find it. Yeah. If they look up Lays and they'll, they'll find it. My is on point. On Zango. <laughs> I heard, uh, should I say that ghost joke again about the sheet? No, no. but oh. also, <laughs> can we quickly talk about something that you might delete, but whatever. Um, this shift that we are, have talked about today in SoundCloud. Oh no no we we, sh- we can talk about this on like a whole other yeah we we'll bring podcast, you back we're gonna but... bring you back yeah it's Jillian we're gonna bring Jillian back too that can actually we do fun. that yeah sure yeah, yeah. um great uh well Mike thanks for coming by <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Megan Kish. Have fun Myself, editing Pat. this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have fun editing this one. Just uh, remember the claps. And we're gonna kick it. We're gonna try to kick it out on Monday, unless I have anything else to do, because I'm gonna be <laughs> doing this for about 20 hours, <laughs> editing the ums, ands, and the um, um, profanity. And that. Dude, was there not? Was this a non-profanity podcast? You were no, not we're all about to profanity. Worse. We're all about profanity. I don't have a problem with the profanity. I just have a problem when people start to dig themselves into a hole because I don't want 
Are you saying that? What I was that song that you hole? sang earlier? <laughs> no. Was it cunt bitch ass fuck? Bro? Yeah, like that type of stuff. Yeah, like that. That's gonna be edited out. I'm going to actually, Mike. <laughs> let's let's go behind Mike, the curtain here. Let's go behind let's the curtain. <laughs> All right, you want to you want to uh, walk it's through so my brain? No, 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 no. That's let's that's yeah. All right, finish it. All right, people. Um, Can I have a cigarette? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, On that note. Yeah. Thank you, Ghost Channels, for coming out. We'll talk to you soon. It was awesome to get some insight into that weird brain of yours. And thank you, Mike, for coming in. Wow. That was interesting. Very, very insightful. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will see you um, V soon yeah, with another... our next interview, which we have on Sunday. And we can't tell you who that is yet, but mm. it's exciting. An up and coming act in Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, comprised of three people that you all have heard of before the act that they just formed. So there's a little clue for you. Yep. Hanson. Um, Drop a little clue. Uh, damn it. Why'd you ruin Hansen? it? I didn't know I wasn't supposed Wait, to say Wait, we got Hanson? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, we um, talked about this. So anyway, we'll see you guys in a, in about a week with a with more consistent releases. Yep. So thank yep. you for for listening to the Green Room podcast. Much love. And make sure to uh, repost this on your SoundCloud and post it on your Facebook and post it on your Twitter and tell all your friends and listen to it when you're at work and you're bored or you're in car in your car and you're driving long distances and you don't know what to do with your life. So. Love you. Thank God this is over. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, you haven't spoken this entire time, which is weird, because your nickname is Chatty Patty. Well, (laughs) it's time to go take a nap. Goodbye. No kidding. (laughs) Bye.